You're listening to The Building Code. I'm Tom Houghton. I'm Paul Worth. We'll get started with our guests in just a second, but first I want to tell you about the last opportunity to attend Builder Trinity University in 2019. Our last 2019 BTU is scheduled for December 11th and 12th in Omaha, Nebraska at Builder Trin headquarters. This two-day on-site event is a great way to get out of your business to work on your business. All meals are included while you're here, and it's a great opportunity to increase your knowledge and usage of BuilderTrend to maximize your business for 2020. You can find out more and register today at BuilderTrendU.com. And joining us on today's episode is Rob Carlisle from Carlisle Classic Homes, based in Seattle, Washington, that is. There's a lot of Seattles out there. I don't think there is. <laughs> Just the one. Just the one. Just the famous one. Are you in Seattle, Rob? Where, where exactly yeah, are you? We're guys? in Seattle proper. As the listeners may know, I just I just spent a weekend in Seattle. <laughs> That's <laughs> true. <laughs> Didn't we put, show them in the show notes? Yeah, I went to a Vampire Weekend concert, concert there. Yeah. Stayed downtown. Love Seattle. It's a great right. city. It's great, yeah. Yeah. It's big. So how, what would you Did say? Did you have a vampire costume on? That's what I want to know. No, no. Okay. <laughs> vampire Weekend's a band from the East Coast. They don't require... I don't think they do. I didn't have one. I'll just say that. <laughs> you didn't. But maybe other people there did have? I'm sure during their Halloween season. Yeah. It's well, if they were walking among you, you might not recognize them, That's right? That's true, yeah. I, yeah. yeah. I'm boned up on actual vampires. But yeah. yeah. Not a big Twilight fan. No, no, I'm not. <laughs> that that was in that area. That was Oregon. Yeah. Okay, we're digressing. Yeah. All right. Um, so what is what is Seattle proper? Like, what is your working area typically? Uh, so, I mean, when clients ask, we basically say we work in the greater Seattle area. Um, so, I mean, Seattle is a metropolitan center, but around it, you know, I mean, Microsoft is right across Lake Washington and Redmond. Um, so we'll work in Redmond. We'll work in Woodenville, basically outlying cities within kind of, say, a, a, a 20 to 25 mile radius of Seattle. Um, but we operate out of Seattle, the city itself. And it definitely it affects you know, the demographic, if you were to go the demographic of our clients, the type of clients we do, the type of projects that they do, uh, if you were to go, you know, 40 miles north um, and hit Everett, it changes the, the kind of project landscape to some degree. Yeah, that's really interesting. Would it be too obvious to say that your demographic then is younger because of the tech, the tech there, like Amazon's headquarters are there, like Boeing. Microsoft? Are you, yeah, do young I mean, people work on planes. Yeah, like but, aerospace. Oh, okay, so those are smart young people. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. So we definitely have a younger demographic. I would say one of the defining characteristics is the majority of our demographic are very tech savvy. Whether they're older and have been in it for a long time, but with their business backgrounds. Uh, you know, they come from different worlds of project management. And although we're managing a project that builds them a home and they might be managing projects that build, you know, uh, technical components or apps or uh, other things, they have a certain expectation um, of what that should be like and how it should be run. So have you seen a, a bigger call or request for something like Builder Trend? Uh, you've been using us for since 2015 or 14. Um, has there been a change since you started with like, Hey, I'd like my, my builder remodeler to have this type of tech stack or this type of organization. Has, um, has it always I think been the consistent? desire, at least in the Seattle area, the desire has been there for some time. I mean, over a decade, I think the hard part is 
clients don't know to ask for it. I mean, they don't know what to ask for their homes. This It's a very hard area to get educated on. I mean, HGTV still leaves them wanting. Um, mm. So, But I think once we've been able to show it to a client, all of a sudden they realize what they want. <laughs> uh, and we've literally won projects because of basically our ability to have a platform that they feel like will help their project be contained in one place Mm -hmm. and help them interact with it and have kind of faith that it's going in the direction that they want or that they'll have some insight if it's not, uh, you know, heading in the direction, if we start falling off schedule or something that, that they'd be able to see that in a digital way rather than just walking through a job site. Awesome. So give us a little bit more background too on your company. How many homes are you guys working on a year? Uh, what's your team demographic look like? And then let's talk about your culture. But let's start with the first some yeah. kind of more metrics. So, yeah. So this is our 17th year in business. Uh, there's basically about 30 people on staff. Uh, we have three people in the office, including myself and uh, administrator, administrative assistant. Uh, we have six project managers. Um, uh uh, and then the rest is split equally between kind of superintendents that would manage a particular project uh, from the day-to-day construction activities and then carpenters um, that would help execute those projects. We have uh, we run about uh, somewhere between 15 to 18 projects at any given time. And in a given year, we'll finish about 70 projects. Um, our average project size being a little over $110,000. Um, and then the projects that we do range from anywhere from, you know, a smaller bathroom remodel, um, up to whole house additions and then include, you know, full scale new construction. Um, so there's no one particular niche job that we're in rather than our niche tends to be clients that have a discerning view of the particular process, right? They want to trust that they're going to enjoy the process of construction or remodeling, um, because they're spending so much money that they should, right? If you're going to go buy a nice car, it should be a nice process. You know, a Lexus dealer is going to treat you different than if you walk into a used car sales lot. And so our our process is geared around clients that want to enjoy the actual process and the relationship building that can happen inside construction itself. I really like that. Instead of just kind of saying, oh, yeah, we do this or that, you're really looking at the the whole process as the selling point. It's not just, oh, yeah, we remodel kitchens or, oh, yeah, we'll build you a new home. No, come to us and we're going to give you a great process of doing whatever you want to do. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Well, I actually keyed in on something else, which is an enjoyable. You know, there's a lot that guys like Rob, when, when he comes to, to build their trend, we talk in classes about how like it's going to be up and down, it's going to be rocky, but you know, or, or all construction pro- projects are rocky and it's a tough moment, but nobody really sells uh, the enjoyableness on the front end. Yeah. Like, Hey, you might pay a little bit more, but you're sure going to maybe live a little bit longer. Yeah. <laughs> you're going to have less gray <laughs> hairs at the end of the right. job. Yeah. yeah. Right. I think that's a great sales point. That is for sure. Uh, so that's a great distinguishing factor of you, but let's talk about your culture a little bit because you were voted uh, in the top 100 best companies to work for by Seattle Business Magazine. What would you say is the thing that sets you apart in that? Yeah, I mean, you know, whether it sounds cheesy or not, I mean, I I, I tend to try and look at the company as a family, um, as that if I treat everyone that works here as 
uh, an owner, right? That they have the ability to speak into the company's direction, our policies, um, what type of projects we're going to do, what type of clients we're going to work for, what type of benefits we're going to have, um, and that they feel their voice is heard, um, that in the end, that creates a better experience for our clients. Um, and that experience for our clients is what sells our company. Um, it's just like, uh, you know, contractors can get in a downward spiral really quick, really quickly. You know, you're going to, you're going to pay people as little as you can, and then you're going to have subs that underperform and people that underperform and clients are going to see that and they're going to be, you know, hesitant to, to trust you with their money. And then you have less money to pay subs and your employees what they're worth. And it's kind of like you can just, you know, see this spiral go down in, into oblivion. Um, whereas we're trying to build it in the other direction, right? Take really good care of our people, build this culture of something that they want to be a part of. And then they're going to take great care of our clients. They're going to interact well with our subs and treat our subs well. And then two, have policies that, you know, pay your subs promptly and treat them well and treat them fairly. And you're going to create an environment that people want to be a part of, whether they're the employees, whether they're the subcontractors. And then that in turn attracts clients that want that. Um, and so it, it's just been... It's been something that we've been working on since day one, and it was really fun to be noticed um, and, and recognized for that effort. Um, we do a few things out of the box. Like one of the things we have is we, it's called Read for Reviews. So every year when it comes time to sit down and do the yearly employee review, um, they have to read from kind of a select list of books. And so the first year they have to read good to great. There's kind of no choice. And then the next year they can read different books like boys in the boat outliers, how to win friends and influence people. Um, and the list kind of goes on and on, uh, with, with more books that are, are in there. And, uh, it's not, uh, a huge part of it is just personal development, right? Uh, if you read the studies, People often leave. The number one thing they cite is, oh, I'm leaving because I'm not paid enough. Um, but if you actually have studies that dive into the reason they left, it usually has very little to do with pay. It really means I'm leaving because I'm not being paid enough to put up with your BS. You know? <laughs> um, and so once you bring them in and you start giving the treating them with an owner mentality and then you start helping them in terms of like, let's work on personal development. You know, what are these books bringing out of you. And when you tell a carpenter who's been doing it for 15 years and he's like, you know, I hardly even have reviews every year with the past companies I worked for, let alone had to sit down and read a book for it. Um, it, it starts to help really set a stage of, you know, what we expect is that, you know, we're all working towards bettering this process for our clients, bettering the, the outcome of the projects, you know, both in terms of longevity as well as quality and, um, the, the, the one small example of, I think the ripple effect of that something like that has, and that it says about the culture and that the, the amount of effort you're putting into that culture. That's fantastic. Uh, we've talked about this before about trying to make your employees see themselves as owners because you're going to have a better buy-in. I think that reading program is fantastic. We'll make sure we put a link in the show note to some of those books that you mentioned. And if you want to send us some more, we'll add those to the list as well. 
because uh, sure. I'm sure definitely the listeners will want to see or check those out. Yeah, yeah, I have a question. Yeah, that that's all really great, and I think it's revolutionary for this business and this vertical. Um, one thing I wanted, I think other business owners would would be interested in from you, Rob, is so how many employees do you have? Did I count like twenty to thirty? So yeah, there's uh, about thirty of us right now. Okay, so I think yeah, I want to. If, I, if I'm in a business owner's shoes in construction, A, if I have 30 employees, I'd be interested in this, and B, if I want to get to 30, um, how is your organization reporting structure working? Like, when do they get FaceTime with the owner, Rob? Who do they directly report to if I'm, like, a field guide, to a superintendent, to a project manager, to, like, can you give us kind of an idea about how you set up your org? Yeah, so, I mean, I think first one that's most important is, I mean, I'm adamant that, like, I have an open-door policy. If you have any issue, like, I want to hear about it, right? Like mm-hmm. if you have anything that you think's not getting addressed or that you think's important or you have some idea that you want to implement, like let's talk about it. Um, it's amazed me how much you have to talk about it and show it to have people actually believe you because I feel like a lot of people have come from companies that talk about, oh, we have an open-door policy, but every time they try to go talk to the boss, they have no time for them or you know, they don't feel heard. The general structure of the company is if you're a carpenter or an apprentice carpenter, your direct report is going to be your superintendent of the site you're on. If you're a superintendent, your direct report is going to be your project manager for that particular project that you're running. And if you're a project manager, your direct report would be me. Um, so I, we try to keep the company pretty flat. Um, like instructions, not I think in a lot of ways, not very deserving of a large hierarchy. Um, and I don't necessarily like the term hierarchy, but I mean, everything mm-hmm. has a structure. Um, and so it's a uh, um, hierarchy sometimes might mean that someone can't solve their own problem. Um, mm-hmm. even if they have their own solution and uh, what's What's an example of, Culture. So, so an example in our company of culture supporting that we believe uh, that the person that is there seeing the problem is the person that should be most able to come up with a good solution for it. And so if we get a call and you're, you're the project manager and your superintendent's calling you, our expectation is that the superintendent is able to cite the problem and then also say, I've put a little bit of thought into this and this is the course of action I think we should take to solve this problem. Um, you know, do you have any advice or, you know, help in a direction or, you know, it, it's, it's amazing how disempowering, um, it, it takes very little effort to kind of disempower someone, uh, who really is and should be your best asset. Right. Name. Yeah, yeah. The people who are seeing the actual problem, right? Right. You yep. you want to empower them to talk about it, like say there's a problem, but also offer a solution, not just the same solution you've been doing over and over that might recreate that problem. Yep. Because things are moving. Um, you know, in terms of processes and you know, I just think of it like a checklist, right? Like a lot of people at Builder Trend users, they create checklists, like a post-framing checklist. And if we don't have a mm-hmm. culture of adding to that checklist when we see the next problem, then that those 10 things that we think about always checking are never become 15 things that, that eliminate the next problem. Yes, Yeah. very much so. And you got to create that in your culture. That's great. Mm-hmm. 
So I know, Rob, you came to one of the very first, in fact, I think it was the first Builder Trend University back mm-hmm. in March. That would have been March of 2018. Yep. That's mm-hmm. crazy. It feels like it was just yesterday. Uh, we had a great time meeting you when you were here. And for our listeners who obviously don't get the chance to meet you in person, uh, I can personally attest to, I think what makes your company work, Rob, so well is you personally. Uh, you're such a genuine person and you can tell you really care about people. I mean, it's one thing, that, like mm-hmm. we just kind of said with the open door policy, it's one thing to say it, it's another thing to put it into practice. And I think spending 15 minutes with you in person is the best way to really understand that you know, you actually mean what you say. Um, so I guarantee your cut your employees and your customers see that through those interactions that you have with them. But circling back to Builder Trend University, I want to talk about your experience. And then I, we'd love to hear kind of like maybe one or two takeaways that you got and then have implemented since and kind of that trajectory that you had from that visit. Yeah. Um, so first, nice of you to say that. Um, <laughs> Very flattering. That, well, uh, geez, okay. I'm not just saying it because he's on the podcast. I'm yeah. saying it because I really believe it. Man. Yeah. yeah. It's been, we've been fortunate with the, the, the quality person that's been able to come into our company. And so I think as you met other people in the company, you'd feel that genuine sincerity of their desire to really, uh, you know, reach out and, and solve problems and help people and, and, uh, and enjoy the people they work with. Um, in terms of coming to Builder Trend University, uh, I loved the idea when I saw it come across, and that's probably why I was at the first one. Uh, and first, a compliment to you guys, just in the way of like, I think I was expecting because it was the first that there'd be a ton of like issues or things not quite worked out, or and uh, it was one of I've been to a lot of conferences, and it was one of the best conferences I've been to. Um, in terms of you guys were so on top of one and really identified what was the intention of, you know, getting to people and helping them and then putting all the people in place to really make that happen. Um, and so I, I really left feeling like it was a great value to have come and been a part of it and learned. Um, it was also just a great value to meet other builder trend users and get a sense of how they were using it in their company and, and what were the different things they were doing and what their experiences had been. Um, one of the, the more impactful things for me was realizing how much support, um, you know, because when you hear like, oh, yeah, this, you know, what, what you pay per month is all inclusive and includes, includes all technical support and help. Uh, I, I think at that point, you don't really understand the value of it. And I'm kind of uh, off. I'm doing something. I want to struggle through it myself. And that's how I learn it. You know, I don't need to ask for help. And when I was there and meeting everybody, I got a really good sense of how much support is actually available and that we were so underutilizing your guys's ability to help train people inside our company, to help our clients out with their questions. And so one of the things we've started doing is now when our clients are having problems with something, you know, there's something we don't quite answer or a new superintendent's trying to learn something. If we don't know kind of the immediate answer or the one place to lead them to learn, we just set up an email that connects them, you know, with our support uh, you know, lead at Builder Trend, and then uh, you know connects the client or the employee and kind of restate the problem. And I mean, 
I feel like your guys' responses are, you know, I mean, they're for sure within 24 hours, if not literally within the next couple hours. And the, the lengths that you're, I've seen your team go to to answer those questions and to follow up to make sure they've le- learned um, and, and that they've been helped has been uh, just, it, it definitely opened up another section of value that Builder Trend was providing that I hadn't had the opportunity to really uh, experience to that breadth before. Um, so that was, that was one of the great takeaways for it. Um, I think the, the other takeaway was it was uh, really, really neat for me to see how much intention there was behind Builder Trend's desire to really continue to be a top-tier product um, and, and, and solve the problems of the actual users that are on it. Um, and I, I don't know how to say this. Uh, when, it, when I was originally researching you know, whether to join with Builder Trend or someone else, there were kind of two competing products. And I didn't quite make a decision right away, which was a bad choice for me. And then I, I came back to it like 10 months later and I was looking at my notes and I was like, okay, well, I'll call each company again. And so I called up the first one and they were kind of right where they were <laughs> 10 months earlier. And I was like, okay. And then I called you guys and a few of the things that I had down as kind of like uh, questions or something like you guys had already like released something you had, you had made the program better just in the 10 months that it was there. And that was the thing that really solidified me joining Builder Trend originally was this concept of, you know, continuing to better itself. Um, and I mean, off the head, I think I could think of, you know, uh, the ability to pay online, RFIs. I mean, a number of things that we use every day now that weren't a, 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 a even an idea of their trend when I first joined or not a visible idea to the customer. Yeah. We got all the ideas. Yeah. <laughs> Just need yeah. to deliver on them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, that's a, that's a it takes a village. Our, yeah. That's a testament to our engineering yeah. team and all the different pieces there. We've got technical services managers and, and PA people and QA people and probably something else. A people, L- lots of people. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we have lots of people now. So yeah. Well, and, and it is also a testament to, you know, Rob and, and uh, the product influencer group too. Um, you know, you, Rob, you're a part of what we call our product influencers and, I think you have been since the beginning. You want to talk a little bit about that and, um, you know, your experience with, with being a part of that elite group inside the Builder Trend users? Yeah, it makes it sound like I'm like a Navy SEAL or something. Yeah, that's, that's awesome. Kind of, you are a Navy kind of, SEAL, actually. Yeah. Elite group. Um, <laughs> yeah. We had, there was no hell week that I know of at this point. <laughs> I'm looking forward to that. Coming. Not yet. It's, Not it's yet. year two Not anniversary. Yet. Yeah. 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 Okay. Well, hopefully you have some ideas for that. It's just like, um, it's just a week at Omaha in the winter. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> winter yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we just picked a dead winner and yeah. used to come here. <laughs> it's when I build a trip. Yeah. Um, so the product influencers group, um, when I first got the opportunity to be a part of it, I was excited because I liked the concept of it, which is, Hey, we have, a lot of intentionality about the way in which we do things day in and day out with our clients and with our employees. And the more that Builder Trend has flexibility in the way that it's set up, the more that it has intentionality or it changes or shifts things, 
um, that better aligns with what we do, I was like, well, if I'm at least the voice at the table, then they'll at least have heard why I think it should be a certain way. Um, I was also a little concerned because I feel like you can sometimes be invited to speak into something and, you know, feel like you're at a, a city town hall meeting where they're having the town hall meeting so that everybody can feel heard, but no one actually is listening. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I think it was fantastic to, to actually be able to sit in some of the two. And then I've been on it long enough to see the, the topics and questions and, and uh, trying to have people understand the reasons behind something should be a, a certain way or the questions or the, the types of products that were vetted against us to see those actually come out and be released and then get to experience them on the platform. Um, it's been great to see the, 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 the follow-up with feedback. I've thoroughly enjoyed kind of the, the geeking out of how cool something could be if it only did this. And then also the grounding of like, well, it needs to do that. And it needs to do it. If you were to look at it from three different ways as the next three contractors would. And mm-hmm. so it's been fun to see everything come to fruition. It's good. Yeah. We're th- delivering on that promise of continually getting better that you saw and that 10 month gap, you know, mm-hmm. that's how we do it is we listen to, we listen to our customers. Yeah, that product influencer group is a is a vital part of our our evaluating upgrades and, and functionality and feedback and and, and hopefully it's very um, uh, there's a tight loop of feedback back and forth because that's what we want it to be. So if you're out there and you're listening and you want to be a part of it and you think you qualify for this elite group, uh, shoot us an email. We'll get you the right people. That's right. You can check that out in the show notes, Rob. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast today and sharing your experience uh, with Builder Trend University, with yourself and your company, and all that you guys are doing to better yourselves, and then also about the influencer program. That was a great little tag there at the end. So we hope you've enjoyed listening to our conversation with Rob. Make sure you check out the show notes for more information. We'll make sure you put in links to Rob's website, your social media accounts. You can follow them there, see all the cool stuff they're doing up in and sunny seattle (laughs) (laughs) you don't hey uh fun fun fact for rob and the group seattle's our top four market really yeah so maybe maybe we'll take our little road show we call btu on the road we'll take it to you in 2020 there you go yeah we'll be here one other fun fact about seattle just to close this put a pin on it for the aerospace (laughs) fans so i don't know if you know this rob but seattle has one of the concords from boeing there at a at a aviation museum. The Boeing Flight Museum. Yeah. Exactly. Yes. What so, the Concorde is the only supersonic commercial jet to live in existence. So it used to fly from uh, New York to London and New York to Paris. You'd actually leave New York and land before you left time wise, because uh, well, actually, it worked the other way around because of how the the time yeah. zones work. But yeah, I stopped listening. But <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure it's cool. Yeah. <laughs> I'm kidding. On that note, all right, we'll wrap this up. Thanks so much, Rob, for joining us on the podcast. Thanks, Rob. Really appreciate everything yeah. you do and and uh, uh, how how great it's been to be and in, in working with you. We we call Builder Trend sometimes like a non equity business partner. So I hope you feel that way as well. Very much so. No, it's been fantastic. And uh, yeah, just keep doing what you guys do and uh, look forward to seeing you guys in Seattle. All right, we'll see you soon. Thanks, Rob. All right. Want to share a suggestion for a future guest, have a question about Belditrend that you'd like us to discuss, or a topic that you'd want us to cover on the podcast? Let us know by calling and leaving us a message at 402-596-6437. That's 402-596-6437. And who knows, you'll maybe hear yourself on the podcast.
Love what you heard? Don't forget to rate and subscribe to our podcast so you can hear from more guests that will benefit your business. Also, please check out our show notes page for more information on what we discussed on this episode. You can find it at buildertrend.com slash podcast. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time on The Building Code. Appreciate you.